Hi, I'm recording this message from Columbus, Ohio. I'm touring. I'm touring this great nation, opening for the hilarious degenerate Tony Brooklyn, a longtime friend and hysterical headliner. We're crisscrossing the eastern U.S. on the Brewery Comedy Tour presented by Heron Entertainment, and I'm doing 30 minutes up top. It feels awesome. I just performed for 100 people in Virginia. It's a big deal for me. And thank you, Tony. Thank you, Ron, for the opportunity. I have 14 more shows over the next month. So if I'm spitting jokes in your area, come see me live and say hi. You can check out the dates and cities on my website, jeffmcbride.com forward slash shows. The link is in the show notes. Also, this is our 50th episode with well over 100,000 downloads. We wanted Osama to come back because he was such an inspiration on episode two about drive. Usama is proof of the success that feeding your creative drive can bring. And you know what? Harrison and I have grown immensely from making this show. We love your messages telling us how the show has encouraged you to grow creatively and take risks and doing what you want to do. I don't always respond to those messages, but I read them all and thank you. And one last thing before we start the show. I want to encourage any of you who want to make something but haven't, to start your creative project today. Express yourself. Take that first step. Whatever you want to make, do it. Just start. Don't wait. It won't be perfect. And the first few attempts may not even see the light of day. The conditions will never be just right. And no one will care that you weren't Dana Carvey when you did your first impression. They'll only see the great stuff that you'll make later because you didn't quit and you learned from your experiences. So start sucking now at what you love so you can get better at it sooner. Do it now. Do your best, and your best will keep getting better one failure at a time. Let's start the show. Stand-up comic joke it up one time. Funny. You guys haven't changed this yet. Funny. <laughs> Commission you. I love it. I love it. To beatbox. <laughs> Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about Jet and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that we Let's talk about sex. We are, we are four Let's seasons there. Sex. Let's talk about sex. Set. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the always innovating. <laughs> Let's talk about top sets. of the line. <laughs> this is, of course, a comedy geek cast about the science and craft of stand-up comedy. I am your broken, depressed, elderly comedy amateur, Jesus Jeff McBride, and I'm here with two young, talented, happy whippersnappers who have their whole lives ahead of them. Oh, <laughs> see the contrast? Oh, Do you see God. the difference? I, uh, my, both my arms work fine, Jeff. <laughs> How does that feel? <laughs> okay. So, our episode today is about contrast and we have our first repeat guest yes oh shit. this is our 50th Whoa. episode yeah. we are over a hundred thousand downloads let's talk about sets this is our 50th episode we have over a hundred thousand downloads seven uniques <laughs> that's, that's amazing yeah it's, it's jeff's mom yeah. i love the way your voice sounds she loves it 
So we wanted to bring Usama Siddiqui back onto the Thank show. You. Thank you for having me, dude. Yes. Yeah, man. Um, and before we dive in, like we usually do, <laughs> I just, Jeff, can you not always sound like a substitute teacher? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, get your notebooks ready. I've started. <laughs> I've started to even mention that on stage. I'll catch myself. Be like, feels like a substitute teacher's here today, right? Where's? <laughs> oh, oh, your set is detention. <laughs> You're sentenced to one of Jeff's No, give me the gulag We don't want to uh, know about polyamory <laughs> Now I don't want to st- Now I don't want to say what I was going to say It's too complimentary no, I, I hate you Come on, come on, come on Alright, alright So we want to bring Usama back on um, Against our better judgment because, <laughs> because his episode was about drive and we're so happy to say, like, you're 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 in the comedy cellar now. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yep. Yep. thank you. Yeah, like, yeah. So, if you're listening and you want to get better at stand up, go back and listen to episode two. <laughs> Just Dude, stop right there, now. There are people who tell me that they're on the Usama diet of comedy now because of the first episode they listened to. Oh my god! The people who come to New York like transplants. Like your podcast has like a far reach. Really, it really does. So, like uh, over the years since we released this, the first one, how many? How, uh, two years. Two years. Yeah. Right. So over two years, I could probably count like five or six people that have come to me from after like moving here. So recently just come to New York. They've already known about me from this podcast and they've heard that's all those kind of crazy figures, the 30 mics a week, uh-huh. the sort of uh, the poor lifestyle. They come with almost like a mythical sort of, is this all true? <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you right now, dude, not 30 mics was not an average. So people are going to this 30 mics a week thing like it's an average. I would hit it sometimes. I was 27, 28 mics a week, all right? 30 mics. I would not hit 30 mics all the time. I would average yeah. 25, 26, 27. So it's just just for you fucking crazy transplants who are trying to do 30 mics a week and not eating. Yeah, shave five off. Shave five and off. <laughs> call you know, your mom. Take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> not everybody's Aladdin, all right? <laughs> Living on these mean streets. Oh, I thought, I thought Rubbing the comedy lamp. Please, I just have one wish. <laughs> I thought that was a brown thing, so I'm glad it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it was an orphan thing, not a brown I thing. felt like it fit on a lot of levels, actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's stealing. <laughs> so this is great. It's Thank just, you. This it, is awesome. Yeah. I uh, did you have a reason you wanted him back? I don't know. I just thought minorities needed a chance to speak more. So, yeah, like, uh, we just no, no, of course, because is the best. He's the best guest. And yeah, well, let's get started then with the bit by Nate Bargatze. It's from his just released 2019 special, Tennessee Kid, and it's on global warming. I'm not smart at all. I'm <laughs> pretty. I, uh, I'm smart enough to like answer my six-year-old's questions. She's like, why is the sun hot? I'm like, is it on fire? That's a stupid question. <laughs> and I tell her that, all right? Because I know that she'll be smarter than me next year and then just for the rest of her life. So I am really sticking it to her while I can. <laughs> I know nothing about like adult stuff that you're supposed to know about. Uh, global warming, that's one that everybody yells at you about. And they're like, you better do something. Like, I'm so tired of it. Let's do it. I'm like, I don't. I barely made it out of high school. I don't really know how rain works. So why don't why don't you let me figure that out? And then I'll do global warming. You know. But I've seen it rain without clouds. Where's that water coming from? So. All right. I did want to stop. That would be half the class. Substitute can't get the projector working. Oh, God. So good. All right. I wanted to just stop and talk a second about just the contrast that he makes between not knowing how rain works and global warming. 
just like he immediately sets up what he like the expectation of of him as an adult in this time now he should understand this is what global warming is it's a big deal and he's just like yeah i can't i don't i don't uh, I, I'm I'm not that. that. That's why it's so good. I mean, that, Nate always does that. He uh, he's, he's he figured that out a long time ago. The, the idea that he could use his own dumbness as a way to get laughs. He does that constantly on all of his albums. He he, he goes in there uh, when he got the first baby. His first baby, the baby shaking thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that the dude is like always kind of in that space of like, let me talk about smart shit that is serious and let me make it right. Do, put it right. the visor right. of my my fucking right. And the contrast between yeah. his sort of dumb persona and what he's talking about is immediate it's you're laughing already just like <laughs> watching him struggle through it and his like indifference in general is actually really refreshing comedically now because everything's so polarizing oh yeah it's like oh, yeah. either comedy with this hard opinion or this one and he's like i just i don't know what's going on at all so like, but dude it's like here's the thing here's why he's good and why every other comic who's big now is good is that uh, he stuck to his guns. He never changed. He wasn't, he wasn't changing to the zeitgeist of the times. He was mm. doing what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, either it comes around to you or it doesn't. But the idea is you stay true to yourself in the face of all this craziness. So people who are like kind of like riding the woke train right now, yeah. you can almost feel the <laughs> pendulum turning back. Yes. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. One t- the last show I was at, uh, this one comic, so I was like, hey, where'd you go to school? The guy was like, fucking uh, Dartmouth or something. And he's like, oh, I guess you're fucking retarded. And everyone exploded. <laughs> UCB show. Ooh, UCB really? show, the word retard, laughter explosion. Now that's something. Mm. That's something. I think the pendulum shifting back. But Nate never changed. He never changed, regardless of what was going on. Do you feel on. like Upright Citizens Brigade shows are like the canary in the gold mine? Like they oh, sense yeah. it first. <laughs> 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 yes, they're the seagull to a storm. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's let's keep going. I don't really know how rain works, so why don't why don't you let me figure that out, and then I'll do global warming. You know, but I've seen it rain without clouds. Where's that water coming from? So. I'm pretty swamped with this rain stuff right now, but <laughs> once I get to the bottom of that, I'm going to do global warming, and I've got some pretty good ideas, you know? <laughs> swamped. We recycle, you know, and we recycle because of my wife. It's her. She gets all the credit for that. I would never recycle if I was by my I don't. I don't do it if she's not looking at me. So I would never do it if, she, if I was alone. I looked up a list of like, all right, like what are you supposed to do for global warming as an individual? And it was a big long list, but the first thing on the list was my favorite. It just said, just talk to your friends and family about it. <laughs> Think about your friends and family, like not the ones that are the good ones close. Think about the how far out it goes. <laughs> just when you guys get together, like, do you mind if we talk about global warming for like, <laughs> This would be a good time to get into it. <laughs> like what's happening there to me is <laughs> he just, he creates the contrast in your mind of like, he's like, he lets you fill in the blank of whatever members of your family, uh, those friends that are just not, you're not even that close with. And then says, now talk to them about this thing they don't want to talk right. about. <laughs> now, I would say this joke is less strong than the ones he was working with because uh, it's, it's kind of obvious he was t- the, the last laugh line is global warming. And in that line, I would have preferred maybe a better uh, line than that. Because he was like, oh, you know, 
oh, well, why don't we just all hang out and talk about global warming? We knew you were talking about global warming. Mm-hmm. So you already telegraphed the idea that you're going to say that. Like the, melting ice caps or something? Yeah. Like yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 But, but the laughter comes purely from the contrast. Yes. Uh-huh. I wouldn't say that's a good written joke. It's just the contrast is so strong. The idea. People are laughing. The, the idea like of the contrast. Idea, right. It's, yes. it's the idea of contrast. But uh-huh. if you had the like, idea of contrast and a better line, mm-hmm. that would have been. It could have been a classic line, right? Although that is something that I've noticed throughout his special this time is he just uses repetition more than some great like line that he's written. Right. Um, Consistently. Like I remember just being like, wow, how can you do that? (laughs) Why is he only just saying the the exact thing he just said? Mulaney does that. Mulaney says one thing and says it's slower and gets nine laughs out of two sentences. Just, and I said, no. And I said, no, it's like nine laughs. John, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's just it's a contrast you, you get tempo. Like, yeah, you get frequent follow miles on your fucking one jo- It's terrible, dude. <laughs> fuck these guys who like LPM is infinity, you know? One, one thing that got contrasted actually was from the line before with uh, like, I'm pretty swamped on this rain stuff. Like yeah. the idea of using swamped on just like learning what rain is. Right, right. <laughs> like, That's like, really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Done, I'm, I'm saying like a bunch of like he's at a desk with like a bunch of paperwork. And then he's like, once I get done with rain, I'll get to global warming. <laughs> right, right. Also, he, also the, just the verb he chooses there. Yeah. And then I'm going to do global warming. <laughs> I'm going <gonna laughs> to do, do that. I'm going to do global warming. Yeah. I wonder if he knew that... <laughs> Swamped and rain have the same kind of ecosystem-based yeah. images, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's 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 swamping the rain, you know, like that's insane. That's weird. That's a weird way of wording something because it's yeah. all the same kind of cycle. So yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't give Nate that much credit. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, he's pretty dumb. You know? yeah. All right, let's go. Talk to your friends and family about it. Think about your friends and family, like not the ones that are the good ones close. Think about the how far out it goes. Just when you guys get together, like, do you mind if we talk about global warming for a while? I just thought this would be a good time to get into it. I had a great aunt and uncle fist fight each other at a wedding. <laughs> Let me get in the middle of that fight. Any chance this fight was about global warming? Because I just <laughs> to get that conversation rolling, you know? If you said something else, like not global warming... It could have been really good, you know? See, I, I love I love I it. Look, look at you get in the works. cellar, and all of a sudden you're rewriting ah! for the grace. <laughs> Listen, Nathaniel, I have a couple of points. Nathan, is it? Yeah, this is that. less of a fan letter and more of a, could you maybe step it up a sec? I mean, it's Netflix after Listen, all. Nate, because when he opened for me back in Miami, I told him, Nate, I love you, buddy, but, you know. <laughs> Hanging on the writing, dude. <laughs> He's amazing. Nate's one of my top ten. So you know, yeah. Walk it back. Walk it oh, back. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get booked. You already know. All right, ready? Any chance this fight was about global warming? Because I just would love to get that conversation rolling. You know, I get it. We're supposed to. It's supposed to. We get it. We. It's for our kids, kids, and their kids, and we want to make sure they have a good earth. <laughs> And their environment and stuff. We don't have a bad <laughs> earth. And we don't want them to be mad at us and yell at us. But I don't think they will because I don't think we get mad. I don't ever see litter on the ground and call my grandmother and be like, where do you get off? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you show your face anymore. It's cloudy today. Is that because you smoked on planes? Probably. Why'd you have to smoke that high? <laughs> where do you think that smoke is going? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah! That's great. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get off? 
Where do you get off? All right. <laughs> all right. It's all right. cloudy today. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Why does it work so well? Like, <laughs> here, 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 this is one of my favorite things about jokes is like, uh, where do you get off? Right. That's, that's a funny line. It says everything. Like, the, the, the meaning is fuck you. But he didn't say fuck you. He says, where do you get off? I love those little phrases yeah. that mean something. Kind of an outdated phrase. Like, no one says where that. Where do you really. get off? And yeah. it's like, dude, it's a phrase that means one thing, fuck you. Yeah. But he said it in such a like, it's word choice. He yeah. said the same thing in nine different ways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's so, oh, dude, where do you get off? And that's what you're mad about just a second ago that he wasn't doing. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, oh, global warming? Uh, it, how, about, how about earth heating? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> globe uh, temperature upping. It also, this contrast between like his you know his attitude is like i don't really care but then like him like trying to get outraged but he can't even like raise his voice that well right, like right, he's just right. oh where also where th- this is classic but just the expectation of how you would treat your grandmother versus him chewing around <laughs> yeah <laughs> right right so there's two contrasts that work here right yeah it's like there's that uh the contrast between like you know the two generations then you got the contrast between like how you should treat an elder and how you actually are treating an elder so you're laughing at that sort of destroying of uh, roles. Also him chastising her for her previous behavior and but then getting it wrong yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's like so, oh, he's so smoking that's, up that's you're really smoking genius. that high because <laughs> you know he's still staying in the voice of yeah. misinformed dunce yeah. you know <laughs> fucking smart dude and also just displaced outrage is really funny in general and it's funny to just like in this he's like characterizing like getting mad about global warming but he's so dumb he doesn't know how to get mad about it. like I, like it's cloudy today was that because you smoked in airplanes why you gotta smoke that high why you gotta smoke that high it's hilarious i just want to make sure that you guys know that my global warming thing was a well-placed outrage okay <laughs> i was very much very well placed meticulously placed outrage all right let's keep going is that because you smoked on planes probably why'd you have to smoke that high where do you think that smoke was going We did stuff as a kid. I did Earth Day as a kid. I think they still do Earth Day. And we did it. I went, I'm from Old Hickory, and we were a plant, like DuPont Plant is the, we were a plant town. So they had a plant, and we went and planted trees in front of uh, the DuPont plant. And there was just black smoke coming out of this. (laughs) And we're just in front of it like, this is for Earth. And if you can't even see us, it's so dark. And we're just like, this is for the Earth of stuff. I don't know if that's the problem. Okay. Oh, okay. dude. So there, to me, is perfect contrast. Yeah. He is made. He he has. And he's pointing it out himself. Children. Yes. Yeah. These children. He even he heightens it by like you can't even see us. It's so dark yeah. <laughs> from the smoke. Like as, as, <laughs> as they're making children plant trees. Meanwhile, the adults yeah. are <laughs> ruining the environment they're planting the trees in. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Dude, Nate's also so good at creating images. You know, and if you're a comedian. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's what I think being a good writer is. It's like you know, got to make jokes, but you also got to create images, and 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 that's tough for a lot of people because that requires word economy, and he's got yeah. that. Yeah. He's like kind of bumbling into this amazing. We all got it. We all got the same image. Oh, so fast, too. You know, we can so see quick. these Within 10 children. words. We all saw it. Right? Reluctantly. <laughs> that is the harder than it looks. 
It's harder than it looks, man. And yeah, to, to cut it down to that point, remove all the descriptors to the where it's, it's just like a so much of it's conveyed in the feeling yeah. that he has. Nate for Hemingway, it. I'll say. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's really coming along. He's he, In the same joke, he's really upped his own ante, you know? Like he started off almost as an open mic. Oh, now you're pleased. Uh, now, now, he started uh, off now as basically a grizzly pear open micer and <laughs> really coming to his own, I think. <laughs> this is also the only one where he's actually uh, vocalizing contrast, like, like obviously. He's like, the contrast between me as yes. a child planting a tree, yes. like to promote clean air, like because it produces oxygen versus in front of a plant that's just producing smoke all over us while we plant. Right. It's like the only time where he's actually understanding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right, yeah, right. contrast. Itself. Yeah, yeah, and, and Nate goes back and forth between that, right? Yeah, like he he plays with that I don't know card, but I think he knows, obviously. Like, oh, it's, totally. it's just like, you know the way he's writing the joke or whatever, right? Yeah. So he, he, that awareness versus lack of awareness—that's that's interesting. I like that. This is a great example of contrast in imagery, right? Oh, totally. Because you can have you can have uh, contrast in terms of delivery. You can have contrast in terms of just the ideas themselves. Sounds like a New Yorker cartoon, honestly. The huh. image. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But funny. But, that, but funny. It, yeah, yeah. That'd be amazing if that was one of your sponsors, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Segwayed <laughs> into a sponsor. It. Hell yeah. <laughs> sponsored? No, just by the cartoon, not by the New York. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> no, it's so funny. Okay. Cool. Let's keep going. It's so dark, and we're just like. <clears throat> This is for the earth of stuff, and we're going to breathe better. And you're like, eh, I don't know if that's the problem. Uh, I, uh, here's what I'm doing for, you know, my daughter's future environment. Is uh, what I decided to do, they, they say we won't have water. So I put a bunch of buckets outside to collect water. <laughs> And when she turns 18 and she's like, do I get money? I'm like, something a little better than money. Uh, bet you've always wondered what those buckets were doing outside. They're all yours. And that's for your kids and their kids. Everybody gets a bucket of water. Something better than money. That's great. That's great. No, look, guys, all seriousness, though, global warming, we got to, you know, we got to stop it. Our, more of it. I don't really know which way we want to go, but I don't, it can't stay warmer. I know that it's got to be one or, you know, something's got to happen. Something can't stay where we're at. So go. I don't know what direction you want me to just go. <laughs> Look, and all guys, let's use this as a platform for global guys. I felt like, you know, I, as a spokesperson for all of Earth, all right? I'll give you a message that I don't think no one will give you. And I'm here to say that we're doing fine. So just relax. You know, we're in a time where everybody yells at you and everybody's bad. We're doing great, all right? I did some, I looked up, I did some research. And I was like, let me look at the other planets. Let's see how good they're doing. And I, don't wanna, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. They're nowhere. Uh, some of them have too many moons. That's how stupid they are. And so let's calm down, all right? We're, doing so, we're so much farther ahead. I mean, they haven't started, and we're almost done. So, celebrate being first. Don't be sore winners. 
<laughs> this is where he comes in, man. This is where he comes in with that fucking Look, intelligence. And all guys, in all seriousness. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no, look, the world's—it's it, getting very advanced. So good, dude. Okay, let's go. Ah, let's go back. Fuck. So, I—he does it so many times. Like the, the brilliant contrast between <laughs> just like what he quote should be talking about and how he should be talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, guys. Nate's the king of that sort of one line kill in a conversation. You know, where we, yeah. he had the, uh, where do you get off? Uh, the bucket one where he's like, I'll do you one better. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. he's, the, he's the king of those short. Those short punchlines that just are in a dialogue. Yeah, it's so good. I, I love that. That sort of like, it's like a, it's like a little dialogue gift. He hides his punchlines so well. Yeah, it's almost hard to see how he's doing it. Not always, Jeff. <laughs> oh, I said almost always. I said almost. <laughs> so that's something they would say about a joke. Not always. That's something he would use as a punchline. You know? Yeah, he's good. He's fucking great. Well, he. That he just keeps going back to this contrast of like like we gotta solve this issue, but I don't know what it is. Like he literally does it. And then it devolves into him just saying just go. Yeah. So that <laughs> just like vortexes just go into the, the fucking end. I mean, it's so good, dude. Yeah. Ah. He's so good. He does like almost like a meta a meta treatise on the futility of life. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. He just like can't stay warmer it can't it's stay warmer you gotta go i know he's like excessively dumb and his care and his persona is even more dumb than he probably is in real life but like even <laughs> that bit where he's talking about like it can't get warmer maybe it should yeah. i don't know which way you want me which to go, you want me to go? <laughs> that was kind of which like way you want me to go it is funny because it's kind of like i mean he's being the mascot of stupid in that joke but I feel like that is a large part of the population. It's like, I know there's something wrong with the weather, but I'm not exactly sure what it is. Dude, it's almost like fucking court jesters back in the court days. Uh-huh. They would be dumb and stupid. Yeah. But if you were looking at it closely, he was criticizing the king or he was doing some sort of satire. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of those. The ballsiest ones anyway uh-huh. uh, would, would do satire in a dumb way. They're, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's what he's doing kind of in a way. He's like kind of like yes, the, Republicans, Democrats are attacking each other. I'm your reflection. Other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's like, which way should I go? That's fucking kind of a comment. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. Republicans, Democrats going like, yo, we're good. No, we're not. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Fucking any, if you're a dumb guy caught in that crossfire, that's exactly what they would say. It's fucking kind of genius. And then, and then he takes it to this absolute absurd bit of contrast where he's like look i did some research yeah, yeah. <laughs> the planets. right right they're that's too many too many moons that's dude, they're just beginning they we're about to finish oh, yeah dude. we're almost done yeah, we're, we're almost, almost done. done don't be sore winners yeah. that's oh. such a good bow on the bit right it's we're perfect. almost done that, that's a great comedy <laughs> word. it's almost yeah. done Oof, it's, yeah it's fucking just great the sounds of it his verb choice is so simple. Yeah. It's it's deceptively dumb, but it's he's an everyman. He's an everyman. Yeah. And again, the contrast in the contrast in they're almost finished and we're almost done. You know what I'm saying? Or sorry, they're they haven't begun and we're almost done. Right yeah. there, just contrast in like in ten words, some yes. beautiful little laugh nugget. Right, Oof. right. Where you have to sit there and think, what does he mean? Oh yeah, we're almost through the entire life oh, cycle. <laughs> <laughs> we're almost done with civilization. You haven't even started. Oof. Like, it's, But it's all in what? Ten words. Yeah. yeah. Right? A universe, as uh, Harrison Greenbaum would say, a universe of meaning in just a few words. Ooh. Yeah. 
Then did he pirouette afterwards? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he actually, he's no. straight. He's straight. He's straight. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he <laughs> disappeared <laughs> into glitter and dubs. Oh, <laughs> straight <laughs> pussy licking dubs. Straight. All right. Love Let's talk a little bit about the theoretical aspects of contrast. Contrast is the fucking basis of all humor, right? The, the incongruence of two opposing, seemingly opposing ideas or images. That's what every joke needs, right? And that's the basis of contrast. If you don't, if you don't have heavy, any incongruence in your uh, joke, then there's no mm-hmm. laugh, mm-hmm. right? So on that base level, if we're going to go that broad, then yeah, contrast is everything, yeah. right? But I mean, how, how far do you want to go? Because it's either you showing two things that are similar, seemingly similar to be distinctly different right, or right. the other way around. Oh, these are really similar. You didn't notice that before. Well, I'm the comedian. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> or, or vice versa. A lot of times, too, man, you can also create contrast. Yes. Without even them even being true, really, you know, like sometimes like as long as you have the confidence and you and you make it logically work. Yeah. Then they'll go with you. False this is premise. Why false premise. Love a and false premise. I, you love saying that word, too. I, yeah. I think you might have you have the Guinness Book of World Records for the most Oh, saying it on the podcast the war, in just in general and false that premise. is a true premise <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. There we go. Well, this is why we wanted to have you on in particular because I think you're singularly skilled at creating contrast where there is none necessarily or 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 using some of your competence to sell for that moment how dissimilar these things are mm. the contrast that I t- try to use a lot the charisma is very heavy and very in your face and rapid fire and like sort of joyous and so the contrast of having that persona while going in a darker place, you know, yeah. uh, I've, you know, this, I've jokes about my mom beating me. And I think if I didn't have, I go pretty dark in some of those areas, but you're so silly. I'm so silly that yeah. that contrast is right. That's what I'm trying to do lately. And in, in terms of contrast is just have that joviality with the darkness, uh-huh. allowing that to be, you know, uh, a way to help these dark jokes get stomached. I've heard like prior did that really well. That's like the, the thing that he kind of implanted in comedy in general. It's like, like take you to these real fucked up areas. But right. Like, he's, he seems to be okay with it now. Right. <laughs> he's dead, but <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He's not okay with that. You need that contrast that you're talking about where you're talking about really dark things. Yeah. <laughs> It's right. so fun. Right, 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 right. Or you're or talking about <laughs> smart things in a really dumb way, like with uh, Nate here. He's talking about global warning, really complex issue. <laughs> Do yeah. it in the dumbest way. If you're talking about a smart thing in a smart way, then people are like, well, that's smart comedy. And Fuck most you. people aren't going to get it. Fuck, Fuck you, you right? Chris Rock said this. He was like, uh, a smart joke is not something that only smart people get. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. A yeah. genuinely smart joke. Yeah. Someone uh, was telling me, I don't know who it was, they were saying like when Dave Chappelle's in a room, he makes the whole room smarter. And when Dane Cook's in a room, he makes the whole room dumber. Okay. And it's like and and they yeah. were they were saying, but he wasn't like saying uh, one is worse than the other, or one is better than the other. I mean, I think one of them sounds better uh, than the other. But yeah. what they were saying was like, Dan Cook can make you go to that more like animalistic, like you can laugh at dumber shit. We are both, this. that's a great point. We are both animals and I thinking beings. You know, uh-huh. we're both, I'd say. And not to say that Dave Chappelle isn't silly, you know, like totally silly. Dave gets silly all the time. He, all his stories are surreal. He yeah. talks about, that's what he gets away with. All that social commentary. He doesn't. He doesn't just talk about the social commentary and then just stay in it. Yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. He does surreal stories about 
like that the, the joke, joke about the baby smoking cr uh, crack on the you know he's like yeah, doing yeah. drugs and yeah, you know like that yeah, guy yeah, yeah. that's surreal he he loves playing that surreal a level of hard social commentary with that that surreal silliness combined with the really dark sad material that he's actually talking about that's 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 what makes it and we <laughs> audiences love yeah. that well people love that yo yeah. people love contrast like that's how you get laid it is to when people say mysterious that's what they mean really it's like uh two seemingly contradictory things are uh in the same person you know if you are uh very kind of weird and silly but then you say something very smart all of a sudden people are like whoa you know this is not just a crowd this is just a, like human they're like levels. ooh layers layers you're like Two, but i want to fuck still. that onion i want to fuck that onion <laughs> in, the, in the fucking onion hole you know <laughs> I, I couldn't find a metaphor for a, a honey in a hole but i'm working here um but that, that's that's literally how you seduce someone is to have seemingly opposing traits inside you so it makes sense that on a bigger scale, it would also work. It also works in terms of ideas, right? Let's take the Nate Bargatze thing. You have the idea, this, this, the seriousness of global warming and the destruction of our habitat and all of that. And then his, his opinion on it, we're, we're fine. We're, fi we're fine. Yeah, right. That contrast of ideas is enough sometimes to propel a bit forward. Oh, 100%. And also, dude, it just makes you feel good. It's one of those pure examples of comedy being like helping you through the craziness of life, you know? After I heard that bit, I'm going to be okay a little bit more in terms of global warming because that shit always kind of gets on you a little bit. So Nate kind of is providing like a soothing little fucking Band-Aid yeah. for the vagaries of life. <laughs> also, yeah, yeah. also, he's playing off there's – a, there's a contrast of expectations because there is – in the zeitgeist right now, I think there's a – Zeitgeist. Yes. Uh, there, is a, there is an expectation that people seem to have that comedians are there to help tell them what to think. Right. Mm. And, and like what their political beliefs should be and it right. should be having some sort of major political impact when they go and have their two-drink minimum. Right. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. So he's sort of playing off that. He's like, let me just use this as a platform here. Yeah. And then yeah, he he sets that expectation. As a spokesperson. Up, as a yeah. spokesperson for all of Earth. And yeah. he was like, let's just go. <laughs> kinda, but that was kinda, his official platform. Yeah, just I go. This just kind of comedy uh, seems like it could be the solution to the, like, it, it, it could make him like the biggest comic right now. Like, Potentially, because Nate deserves the world, man. He's so fucking. He's good. so funny. But I remember, like, I hearing shit like when Pryor and Carlin were still, you know, crushing, of course, in like the seventies and stuff. Um, I heard like the that's what made Steve Martin pop because like Vietnam and Nixon and all this shit was going on. And then here comes a silly oh, dude that's just doing uh, nothing on anything unless yeah. it's like super like satirical and like uh, so absurdist. That it couldn't possibly have an opinion attached also, to it. Also, this is a minor thing, but Steve Martin did also create a whole type of comedy. You know? Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Let's talk about sex. This next bit is by our guest, Usama Siddiqui. It is titled, Islam is the One True Religion. It's from 2017 at Gotham Comedy Club. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. A lot of Muslim shit up top, I understand. Did I offend any uh, devout Christians already? No? Okay, okay. Just, just checking, just checking. Any Eastern Christians? Eastern Christians, people? Okay, everyone just hates God? All right, cool, cool. Okay, right there. Just want to take a second with that. 
immediately, and this is a classic technique, right? Is to assume the opposite of whatever, like, like really exaggerate the response of the, but you are a grandmaster of it. That's like, that's a, that's a, you, you are, you're not good at many things, but like (laughs) this in particular, you are, you just immediately latch onto that Mm -hmm. and you create contrast between what they meant which is probably don't care right right <laughs> and you hate right this. it's uh it's it's understanding the games at any given moment so uh, to be i think a good crowd worker or be someone who can riff you gotta understand the games of the room at any moment so like whatever you say has, has its own game attached to it so if i say anyone really christian that's it's a, it's a, there's a game that can be played there and if you can find it, you can twist it. What do you mean? Like the idea of like, oh, anyone really Christian? Anyone's, you know, devout Christian? Boom. Now you, the game could be, let's dial that up. Who is a super devout Christian? Or the game could be dialed all the way the other way. Who hates God? Who is completely... Ad- so even with that simple phrase, there's offshoots and ways you can go. Mm-hmm. You know? And you're, so, you're heightening the contrast. Whatever they say, you're going to go to the extreme. Right. So right. now before... I've modified that joke since then. I, now if I find like... If I say any... Uh, you guys look like a Christian crowd. And if I find like four or five white people in one row... I'll I'll go before I do the everyone hates God. I'll dial it up and I'll say you guys look like a Mormon field trip. Oh, Boom! Perfect. So now yeah. I just dialed up the other way, and then I'll dial it back. So like uh-huh. it, you can you can play in different settings from that one question. You you go up there. You're about to do some crowd work, um, and you're like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to gamify this crowd one way or another. And when, when, when I'm on stage doing it, I don't really think about. Of that. course not. It's just one yeah. of those things that like the more you do it, the more it comes easy. Like okay, you can uh, every joke has a flip. Every joke has a flip. You can do that. So you can get two for the price of almost every joke because every every idea has a flip idea, right? Um, you can always exaggerate both ideas. You can exaggerate the, the idea that is the norm. Exaggerate that and then flip it. So then you get three for the price of one. So there's always ways you can gamify. Ooh, ooh I, I really know? like this. I really like this. So okay, yeah. you you get something out of the crowd, right? right? You're a Christian, right. and then now you're saying, "Oh, you're the Pope." Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, exactly. You're the Pope, and now you say you rape kids. So now now you now you've like <laughs> so no, but like uh, on a, just a theoretical level, uh-huh. the Pope became a funny uh, exaggeration. Right. Then you take the associations of Pope, uh-huh. create another game. Right. So you're gaming the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So the Pope, what's associated with Pope? Rape. Boom. Then he might be a white guy wearing weird shit. Maybe he's like got glasses that are weird. Then you fucking bring it back around. Now his appearance is the game, but you're playing off the second game that you already made. Mm-hmm. So now you started off a Christian, but now you're at school shooter. You know what oh, I'm saying? Wow. And that just from just from like taking the idea a little past the norm and making them laugh each time, each time, each time. Mm-hmm. And then you can flip it around. De- self-deprecation would work there. After you call someone out, boom, bring it back on yourself. Uh-huh. The contrast of hating on somebody, self-deprecation. Bill Burr does this to great effect, right? This is, I, I, like, I, like, I like this formula. This is great. He, he will go, he will go uh, deep into the crowd and like hate on women or whatever, right? Then he'll be like, yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. Boom. Just, just in that one yeah. line, he brings them all back because yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't I don't try read. it. I don't read. I don't read. What do yeah. you do? Yeah, yeah. And that is a very smart, smart technique because likability is something that every comic cultivates. Every pro comic that's ever been good ever, ever uh-huh. besides Stephen Wright, has smiled during their act. No matter how crazy the thing they say, the contrast between what the fucked up thing they're saying and then the smile. What he's doing there is he goes from this expect. He plants this expectation in people's minds that I'm a guy who likes to be right. Then he's like, nah, I'm, I'm probably not right about anything. Right. right. And, and I think 
<laughs> I, I've never found a, a, a place in my act for this line, but I, I want to like that. The that no, no, no woman, <laughs> no woman ever has been like, you know what I like about him? He's so right. Yeah. <laughs> He's so hot. How right he Dude, is. The points on this guy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow. I, I don't have to be right ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, He'll so, take care but of I, that. And I think like on stage, there's that. Like if you can, if, if you try to be right too much, which is an easy trap to fall into, you stop being funny. Dude, uh, and also on a likability factor, charisma That's does not what I mean. involve. There's a quote between, um, uh, there's a guy named Benjamin Disraeli. He yeah. was, uh, I think, prime minister of Britain for a while. And he was one of the most charming guys in the world. And what they said was, if you talk to anybody the, the, in the parliament, they'll try to make it. After you leave, you'll think that that guy is the smartest guy in the world. When you talk to Benjamin Disraeli, you leave thinking you're the smartest guy in the world. Ooh. And that is what the crux of what likability is. Make the other person feel good. Uh-huh. So that comes from shitting on yourself and not being like, I'm the man. I'm right. Nobody gives a fuck if you're right. Yeah. They like when they're right. So you can literally persuade someone to be on your side by telling them they're right. They will they'll lose all defense. That was like in the uh, 2000 like elections. They said Gore lost during debates because when the camera was on him and George Bush was talking, he would be like, like, pfft. Like he would just say, he would just like in, he'd clearly be like a little pretentious about the response Mm. that George W. Bush is getting. So people are like, oh, fuck this dude. He thinks he's so smart. He's right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And even though he was smarter. How many times do you think Gore has replayed that Nate Borgazzi bit? (laughs) (laughs) No, this is comedy right here. This is comedy. We're we're not fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, not just go. (laughs) Dear Nate, I have to say your statements made on this content. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Man, bear, pig. Let's do. Let's play some more Usama. Everyone hates God. All right, cool, cool. Right. <laughs> Very chill. I don't know. I'm from Texas. A lot of Christian versus Muslim tension, which I don't get because Christianity, Islam, same thing, right? Both have one God. Both got started in the Middle East, right? The only <laughs> difference I can think of off the top of my head is that Islam is the one true religion, you know. But <laughs> 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 Oh, good. Like, do you guys know how tough it is for the only one in this room going to heaven? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you guys seem so nice, but rules are rules. You know? <laughs> I mean, enjoy your drinks. <laughs> All right, all right. So again, again, you, the con, it's a contrast in expectation here. Yes, right, yes. right. You you set it up. What? If there's three beats. On, I think you do you one or it's, it's, it's three. So so, uh, boom, boom. Two things that are alike. Uh-huh. And one thing that's different. Right. The, the only thing that's different. And the one thing that's different. Yeah. It seems like it's gonna be just like a normal, you know, TED uh-huh. talky just right. uh, contrast, and then dial the contrast to a thousand. And then I play in the contrast of real, not, not real. It's a tongue in cheek kind of that kind of contrast mm-hmm. where I'm saying things I don't believe. Yes. Uh, I don't have too many jokes like this anymore. This <laughs> which, kind of a- which by the way, it, I love how um, tongue in cheek saying things you don't believe is almost like, uh, like some people are just like, they don't, why would you do that? Yeah. Because yeah. like, it's funny. It's fucking funny. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like the, the line, comics know what the line is. All Any good comic knows mm-hmm. exactly what the line is. No, every blogger is like, they just, just don't know. They're just fucking at Dude, We all know. Yeah. We just know that it's more fun to go across it than it is to stay behind oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. That's a comic. You know what I liked about this, actually, that I thought was a cool contrast you did is... Um, a lot of times when it's like someone's like proudly religious in America, they're like, like I'm a Christian man. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Right, right, like, right. It's one God. It's Jesus Christ. So it's like this really proud guy. You're taking that guy's energy but putting it 
that is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, nice. Definitely. And not often does an uh, an American crowd see someone be like, "Fuck yeah, dude, number one, yeah. Muslims, baby." Yeah. Like that yeah. isn't usually the route taken for a religious bit that's like Christianity versus right, Islam. Right. And that joke would never work if I wasn't smiling. You know? Oh, yeah. totally. You're well, so I'm, silly. I have to be silly. Because I've, I've done it where it has not worked and I look back at it and I was like, oh, I didn't sell the idea yeah. that I was fucking, I'm joking here. You yeah, know? Yeah. And sometimes and the, de- the hate is so deep of Muslims that any words they say about this, they're yeah. like, oh, this guy means what he's And I also mm-hmm. like hear the contrast between what you probably believe and what you, what you clearly are joking about, yeah. right? Which yeah. is, eh, they're not that different. I right? do think they're going to hell, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That one line was that misdirection is. Perfect. I mean, <laughs> it's it's. You've probably done a series of tests. Well, I would guess well, for to see if they're going to hell. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are they Muslim? No, no. That's, that's the test, Jeff. <laughs> but it's it's just a, and I call them infidels. I think at some point. So funny. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go through some more of it. You infidels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you call them infidels. There it is. <laughs> Just kidding. Obviously, I'm a shit, shit Muslim now. Oh my god. But I mean, growing up, I was such a good Muslim boy. Such a good Muslim. I was like praying five times a day. I was going to the mosque. I was hating Jews. You know, like very good Muslim values, right? And then I had sex once, and I was like, God might not be real. <laughs> he's, he's thrusting. That, that good. Like, I lost every Muslim value in the four thrusts I lost. Every thrust! One more Muslim value out the window, you know? So, like, one thrust, ate some vodka, you know, drank some vodka. One more thrust, ate some pork, right? One more thrust, looked out at the girl, I was like, maybe you are equal to me. I should make you a sandwich, huh? Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I actually, I'm thinking about this right now. I'm like, I haven't written a bit that good in a while. <laughs> like, fuck, dude. Shit. <laughs> That's funny. You kind of like, maybe you are equal to me. It's yeah. like this like nice enlightened perspective in the middle of you, like being a character. Right, right. And then right. it's just like this like kind of wink. It's like, I'm, I know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I know what's if, going on. If, if at this point you don't realize that I'm not being real, I don't know what you're here for. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know, yeah. Right? Uh, it, it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. In that moment, the contrast between your sort of, um, intellectual and social enlightenment mm-hmm. <laughs> and banging some chick. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm really thrusting this. I'm, I, I see the girl that I'm thrusting. So, you know, uh, if the crowd's not entirely on board, it can get a little weird because I'm, I'm really am thrusting. You're really into it. You're like, really yeah. into it. Yeah. I, I'd be thrusting out here. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 I really like also you have another contrast going on here. The contrast between su- such a good Muslim boy. So good. So right. going to heaven. I'm going to do all the right. things. I'm going to pr- pray five times a day. Right. Then I had sex one, one time. And then, <laughs> Entire life. Yeah. One moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah and I was like, God might not be real. Boom. That's another potential contrast. Contrast in scope where you have this um, giant, all these times, all this thing, all this stuff. And then, you know, oh, just one thing changed everything. And that, there's, there's that's something- 100%. And, but the contrast that struck me is right now, as you're talking about it, is the... Uh, contrast of uh, the intensity of losing a, a god in your life the intensity of losing your religion having it being done with the flippancy of a fuck you know like god might not be real like that's a very um 
Uh, you heard it here first. Sama is a flippant fuck. Wow. Yeah. I flip and I fuck. That's, <laughs> the old flippant fuck from Hasbro. Uh, <laughs> from, <laughs> from Hasbro. <laughs> yeah, the, the gravitas of losing re- your religion and just the very uh, easygoing way I said it. I think that was uh, definitely a contrast that I liked. Mm-hmm. Like, God might not be real. But it's like, that's. So people, people have years where they go through that. We're like, fuck, is God real? Shit. And just one thrust in, pow, that's gone. Yeah. Which kind of speaks to like the intensity of sex. It's just like, I'll throw right. away everything. Right, for this. right, right. Like, right this right. is my shit. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe that's another component of, of the contrast element is that people need to see some truth in the contrast mm-hmm. that you're painting. Mm-hmm. They need to be able to, like, oh, oh I can yeah, kind of yeah, see. Yeah, 100%. Uh, <laughs> I could see how that would work if you spend your entire childhood praying five times a day and facing the sun and all that stuff. And then, and then, and then you're like, you have, sex, you have one orgasm with a woman and you're like, hmm, yeah. I could be wrong. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are these Shinto's up to? You know, and saying? people are like, "Yeah, sex, sex can be that good." I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first time you're doing it, it's such a mythical thing. It's just like, "Holy shit, I, I need this." And when you finally do it, you're like, "Oh god!" And then it takes a while for the myth, the, the mythical nature of it to die. You know, oh, I, I know. Got to fuck a couple of tens, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Once you fuck a couple of tens, the whole fuck thing starts to, you know. Yeah. It's like, wait, <laughs> the ten vaginas are the same as the five vaginas. <laughs> anyway. They just do less. Huh? <laughs> More stationary. That's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. They're just- oh, I, I, wait, I, I just, I want to be clear. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. We do think women are objects. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've already introduced you in a in a previous episode, but. Just real quickly, let's go through it. Um, I think uh, my one of my favorite things that I know about you is that your friends gathered money yeah. for you when you were living in Texas yeah, yeah, yeah. to convince you to leave town. Ah! <laughs> one ex-girlfriend of mine, everyone's given like 20s and 50s. The ex-girlfriend gave, uh, I think, $150 Jesus for me to leave. And we weren't even friends. So basically it was like, oh, money for him to leave forever? Uh, Here's double what you asked me. <laughs> and so, yeah, I've been seeing that being like, whoa. But yeah, that's still the most touching story. I, I think about that all the time. Yeah. You know? And then you spent it all on music. Oh, it, it musicals. Was, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. So hilarious. Like, Jersey Boys twice. Uh, <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> that's so cool, though. I mean, yeah. Fucking... I mean, dude, when, you're, when you're a kid, I'm, I, when did you come to New York? What, what year? 2012. Well, how old were you? I was 22. 22. I was 23. So you and we were 22. So you were there for like a year or two when I came. Right? I, I, yeah. I didn't really start stand up though. Got you. Got you. Yeah. So yeah, 23. I was young. I have no idea how to spend money. I have no idea how to. How to you how really to, don't know how to have, spend money. You have no idea. Now <laughs> I can. I got, a, I got a semblance of like an idea, but yeah. back in the day, you have no clue. Oh, I know. You're buying nine sandwiches. You're eating two, throwing away seven. Like what? What the fuck is going on? This doesn't sound like an age thing. This sounds like <laughs> an idiot thing. <laughs> Who knew food went bad? <laughs> There's a lot of kids here move here, and they're pretty much taken care of for like a number of years by their parents. And I still and bro. look, those kids like I. Like I'm sure some of you listen to this podcast and unfortunately are starting stand up now. If you have that problem, if you live with your parents, your parents give you like I don't want to hear your problems. I don't want to hear you jokes only about bouncy balls. Yeah, and I don't think they know the spending thing either because it never becomes like a consequential thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like. It'll really push you into becoming good at stand-up quickly. Oh, yeah. I think you're like, well, I got to get better at this because I'm tired of uh, yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. pressure, I think that, that that pressure 
of like, oh fuck, I gotta make this happen. I don't wanna, I don't wanna sleep on people's couches and pee all over myself, whatever the fuck you did. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, I'm the, so the, poor, I can't sell pee. <laughs> contrast, contrast. Uh, I like, I, I, I would imagine that was part of the drive. Right? Uh, that's so great. Uh, not quite, actually. I'm a little weirdo, man. I, uh, I never assess my own hardship. So like when I was in the crack den, when I was, uh, you know, living, I still live on the couch, but when I'm living uh, in, uh, you know, uh, in the squalor, I never felt like, oh, I'm doing this because it's the part of the, part of the process. I did it cause I had no money and I needed a place where there was no rent. This crack den had no rent. Boom. Uh-huh. That's, not, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I, 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 oh, so what, what I'm trying to say is that like, uh, that idea of hustle didn't come from that. Yeah. The environment It came from just I love wanting it Just drive And want it Just yeah. wanting it yeah. yeah okay I knew I wanted to do comedy The, the third time I was pissing on myself I kind of just <laughs> Knew as What the, is up with being poor And pissing <laughs> on yourself Do you have to Have money to hold in pee I don't get it <laughs> <laughs> Toilets are a rich man's game <laughs> I can I can pee on myself in my bed Or I can do it on stage I can <laughs> <laughs> I know which one I want yeah. Some comics I watch on stage I'm like yeah, I'd rather you pee On yourself right now <laughs> And now you're 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 touring, right? Yeah, man, a little touring, a little, yeah. little bit. How's it feel to go back to Teja? Teja, um, good, yeah. always good. Uh, yeah. Now this comes a point now where you just want a stage, and it doesn't matter what stage it is. Mm-hmm. You're you're being yourself on every stage, and I think I like that. Just that's what touring does. You. Because like New York, you can get into the idea of getting into the same crowds over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, staying in your little like four street area, right? Yeah. So going to the road, you just get like a different mix of all every time you get like and people who don't give a fuck about you at all. Yeah, so yeah. it's important, and they don't know what vice is. They don't know what who Alexandra Cortez is, so they don't fucking care. And you got to kind of hit that universal place to to get the laughs, which I, which I kind of like. That's it's that's so it's so good. Yeah. I mean, I I've definitely sat here and thought, you know what, like. I got to get out of these newer crowds uh, because young kids are a type of person. Uh-huh. And I feel like if you can't make a Pennsylvania coal miner laugh, what are you even doing? <laughs> Do you yeah, they, yeah. Their <laughs> bar is low. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I would love Not to it. say they're dumb. Just like they're working in a fucking coal mine. Yeah. Give them something to laugh. about. Yeah. I would yeah. love it. If your yeah. next gig was a coal mine. Where are we going? Yeah. Get in the cart. Oh, <laughs> Garden. Funny man. man I haven't worked a day in the coal But I look like I've been working here for 30 years I'm dark <laughs> You have a podcast now Podcast right? Mango Bay Tell oh, us yeah. about it It's Mango Bay with B-A-E Not the location It's a mango heartthrob basically It's a podcast about uh, South Asian diaspora issues like uh, stuff we don't, you know, we don't talk about in the Indian diaspora, like, uh, you know, depression and sort of lying to your parents growing up and dating how it's, you know, it's always secret growing up. So it's just uh, rambunctious, irreverent and goofy. We say come a lot. Uh, <laughs> and we just get, we just funny. We're funny. Who's, about, your, who's your co-host? Uh, Pranav Bahari. He's uh, very funny. Very funny guy. One of my best friends. And we just talk about anything about, uh, you know, issues in that, that affect our culture in America as Indians, because there's so much of the community here that are, that are Desi, we call them Desi. South, South, South Asians, like Indians, Pakistanis, and Bengali, we call them Desis. Okay, if you didn't know, D E S I S. And uh, we'll, this, we'll talk is, about, this is derogative. This is not derogative. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I just trick you into saying this. I'm like, yo, that's the N word for brown people, dude. 
Um, and we just get crazy with it. We're very fun. Fucking riffs galore. All this funny shit. You don't have to be fucking brown to watch it. It's uh, it's SFW. Safe for whites. Come on in. <laughs> Enjoy. It's really good. It's a really fun podcast. Uh, I, I usually I hate podcasts. Listening to them for a long time. We're fucking funny. We're fucking hilarious. It's 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 a lot of cum in there, and it's just it's just dirty. It's yeah, just and the podcast. links to that will be in the show notes. YouTube and uh, iTunes, man. Just yeah, come, come through. And then uh, also you have a show, Easy Buckets, right? Yes. Uh, every last Sunday of every month at Rebecca's Bar, 6 p.m., my co-host Talib Bab. Very funny guy, very fun dude. Next one is on the 21st. Yes, come on in. And uh, you have Instagram, what? It's at EBC Show. Yes. Easy Buckets Comedy Show. And follow EBC your boy show. at Usama Bin Laffin yeah. as well. Yes, yeah. Uh, that's his, That's his, if you want to see more for some reason. Uh, <laughs> of, of if you're stuff. mentally challenged <laughs> and you need more of this. <laughs> it's at Usama Bin Laffin. And then um, our plugs real quick, and then we're going to play some more bits. Mm-hmm. So, of course, come on by to Brickspot Comedy. That's, yes. Uh, that's at the V spot in the East Village. Thursdays and Fridays. Yeah. Thursday Thursdays and Fridays. Fridays at nine p.m. We've got shows and it's it, it's great. I it's love fun. I love the V spot. It's a good place. That's cool. Wow, a good place to work out. It's phenomenal. And yeah, of course, if you fun. want to find out more about our guests, you can just head over to the website. All the links are in the show notes. Let's get back to some bits. This next bit is by Andrew Schultz, and it's called Trannies <laughs> from 2019, and it's on YouTube. Let's talk about these trannies. All right. Uh, (laughs) Tranny. People say it's like this hateful word. I don't know why it's hateful. I think it's just short. (laughs) Trans. Gen. Der. Tranny. Grandmother. Granny. (laughs) Welcome to the English language, trannies. Short and shit and add a Y. My name's Andrew. My nickname would be Triggered. Guys. <laughs> Very problematic. The way you shrunk my shit down and added a Y like we do with fucking everything. Hamstring. Australian. It's what we do. You ever have a friend who's like El Salvadorian? You're like Mexican. <laughs> say that whole fucking country every time I introduce you, Javier? Are you kidding? There's 15 syllables in your goddamn country. Shorten the fucking country. Pyramids, tacos, Mexico. That's what we're doing. Wrap it up. Pyramids, tacos, Mexico. I know what some of you are thinking. You're like, what if you called someone blackie? Obviously, that would be hateful. You made it longer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it for a second. So good. Oh. <laughs> He's got this twisted logic. That's what makes him so good. Because obviously, it's not about the length. That, that that's the problem. Of you course, know, black, it's a logical blacky. trick. Yeah, yeah, it's a logical trick. It's that's he plays in it. Ah, oh, so what is the logical trick he's playing? The logical trick is the game. Basically, that's what the, the interchangeable words. The game is. Take the word and uh, shorten it out of Y. So he plays with that, right? Makes it the granny line gets a laugh because he's playing within the role. He's he's just extending the game, right? Mm-hmm. In the same parameters. Then he hits Salvadorian, twists the game. 
Yeah. Flips it on its head. Aha, uh-huh. right? I actually am offensive. Right, right. Yeah, intentionally. Right? Flips it on its head because right. it's not actually the shortened version of NOY. Yeah. Right. But it is the truth. It's got enough truth in it that it pushes through. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into um, Blackie, which, uh, and then he plays with the same rules of the game. So he established these rules over the last two minutes. And then he, because uh, Blackie's not more offensive because it's longer. It's offensive because it's offensive. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which, you know, we yeah. didn't talk about that. And obviously, none of us were thinking Blackie. He made us think about it right. when he said yeah. Blackie. It's fucking genius. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like voodoo. It's hypnosis. Yeah. Um, and then he plays with that, and he just uses the same rules to undercut his, uh, uh, to bolster his own game mm-hmm. and undercut your uh, potential idea. Right, right. There's just enough surprise here yeah. that it doesn't matter how much you disagree with everything he's saying. It's well written, it, yeah. And dude, it's, it's one of those things where it's like he plays with his own game. So and it's obvious that jokes is not about being right. When he yeah. gives the olive branch, Blackie is not to actually give an olive branch to someone who's offended. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck about those people. He hates those people already. Yeah. He's just extending the joke. Yeah, and no one <laughs> understands that anymore. Like it's just another joke. We want to say <laughs> yes. we don't actually give a fuck. Yeah. When Gilbert says olive branch, he doesn't actually care what you think. Right. Yeah. He wants to make more jokes. And yeah, and part of the uh, so there's there's really two jokes going on there too because the first joke is I'm gonna let me set this expectation for you know what I get it. Some people are thinking that that this is not okay. And let me tell you, I get it. It isn't okay. Here's this even worse thing. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. like he's like oh let me let me play the moral let me let me be back on the moral. Uh, road that right, you think I should right, be on, right? Right, right, I get, right. right? We're it's there, so right? No, so we're good. not. And it, so that's there's contrast there, and then of course just the joke in and of itself, which is that it's offensive because oh. it's shorter. And the idea, <laughs> you know, if you're not a funny person, you're actually offended, and you hear, oh, he's saying the word blackie as a way to, and then he destroys that. How dumb must you feel <laughs> that Andrew's just fucking with you, man? And he's yeah. like an idiot yeah. in his palm. Yes, it's yeah. just oh, all right. So, let's so keep good. let's keep going. <laughs> I thought this through, trannies. <laughs> but don't worry. Trannies will be accepted. Everybody's so concerned about them. They will be accepted. I promise you. Just like everyone else, when they're attractive. <laughs> so objectively. <laughs> Welcome to the real world, okay? If you're ugly, it fucking sucks. I wouldn't know. Some of you. <laughs> what I'm saying is, Caitlin got a lot of Bruce left. You know? Caitlin got a lot of Bruce all the Bruce left. out. Some Bruce left in there. <laughs> so the transition back with a wet wipe. Just like all surgeries, they get better with time. I remember when I was a kid, a ball player tore his ACL. Career was over. Now, ball player tears his ACL. He's back in nine months. What I'm saying is, these trainings are gonna get that ACL And once they start looking like Beyonce, (laughs) 
There's going to be a lot of dudes like, hey, love is love. <laughs> you don't fuck trannies, bro? What are you, a Nazi or something? What <laughs> the fuck is wrong with this guy? It's not gay if you're sucking a lady's penis, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, dude. You want to know what's gay is eating a dude's pussy. That's it. <laughs> oh, my God. What's gay? Or sucking lady penis or eating dude pussy? <laughs> Tough one. Psych. Suck a dick. <laughs> Suck a dick always gayer. Just something about a dick in your mouth seems a little bit gayer. <laughs> Someone's like, listen, I'm going to kill you. You either suck a lady's dick or eat a dude's pussy. I'd be like, slide that pussy over here, Brad. <laughs> so that'll be fine. All right. All right. So Let's funny. Talk about masterful, dude. He's just a masterful writer, man. So good. I mean, he's been. I, I remember seeing this guy a long time ago. He was not doing stuff this good. It was like, you know, obviously, but um, yeah, he was a lot more dirty. He's just kind of a dirty comic. And uh, he was very funny, raw, but then he perfected, he just honed it. And now he's like this just laser, you yeah. know, of bits. What? So good. Hey, you don't fuck trannies, dude? What are you, a Nazi? What are you, a Nazi, dude? <laughs> you a Nazi, bro? You know what's gay? Look at that pussy. Eating the dude's pussy. Dude. <laughs> oh, dude, that's contrast, but he just plays with yeah. the different ideas. It's just with this sentence, a dude's Damn, pussy. Yeah. Uh, oh, so. <laughs> He's a master of that. He's a master. He's just a master of that, of that construction. Uh, it was, yeah, dude's pussy versus lady's dick. Like, it, right. he's already, it just in either one of those sentences, there's contrast in right. that. It's just funny it's to just say. Funny to hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just the, you know it's funny because the your body is telling you. It's just a contrast it's in words. Your, it's in your body. Yes. This, this thing, you know? <laughs> so if you're blogging about this, it's just, you're going against your own body right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it, it's so, it's so brilliant because it's, it's also like he's being so silly about it and so, so absurd. And yet there's actually a little bit of truth to it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this one, this second part of the bit has more truth than the, you know, Guatemalan Mexicans. Yeah. That's just a more of a wordplay thing. This actually got some real truth. Like uh-huh. mm-hmm. you're like in the gray area of of uh, He's talking about how social progress occurs. Yeah. And yeah. how people get used to things and then pretty soon then they think it's the right thing. Like, they're yeah, like yeah. the thing that now I believe that I didn't five years ago, I'm I'm indignant I'm indignant. How can you you what are you a Nazi? Yeah. <laughs> like, the same so, guy that so like voice. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. What, what are you a Nazi? Nazi? <laughs> no. <laughs> the same the same guy with that voice that he's Using that would have been that just sounds homophobic. That guy, yeah, right. (laughs) I I love the contrast. Love. Um, And Nico did a joke about uh, Nico White. Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner does like this as well. Very, very much like the the truth, but it's it the contrast of truth and and moving past the line. You know, because like if you move past the line without truth, there's nothing for you. You're kind of just an asshole. You know. But if you're moving past the line, like both Andrew and, and Nico does with, with these Caitlyn jokes, and you're staying in the truth, they allow it. Because you know what? You're saying something of substance. You deserve our respect in this kind of... And that's the case with anything blue, any, yeah. anything... Uh, um, any, any Anytime you are gratuitously gross mm-hmm. or overtly sexual or whatever, if you're not saying anything with it, if there's no point, then it just feels... Whoa, why are we doing this? Yeah, and, uh, in the same vein, silliness for just to be silly, no one ever likes. If you're just like, nobody really likes you. You have to have a reason, a truth behind the silliness. Because uh-huh. no one's going to give you attention and love for no reason. 
there has to be a reason for why I'm here sitting listening to you. Why are you my tribal chief for the next 10 minutes? And there's, there's exceptions to every, every rule. I think I, I, I know sometimes things can be silly just to be silly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be gross just to be gross. And we have fun. But that's rare. Right. It's really, really rare. Well, it's so you transcendently can do, you good can, It's usually gross. momentary, too. You can do that with people you love already. Like, if, I, if I'm with you guys, we can always be silly for silly and mm-hmm. gross for gross because we know each other and we love each other. It's all come good. all over each other's faces. Come. I'm drinking. <laughs> come right now, dude. Um, and that's not gay, dude. It's not fucking no, gay. It's silly. It's it came out gay, of dude. his dude pussy. All right? <laughs> so it's not gay. Elongated dude pussy. All right? Um, uh, but, it, but but with people who aren't your friends, which are crowds, they have to have a reason to come to you. Whereas a friend would just do that because he loves you. All right, let's finish the bit. You either suck a lady's dick or eat a dude's pussy. I'd be like, slide that pussy over here, Brad. So they'll be fine. I promise you, they're gonna be fine. Technology's on their side. It is. Think about it. Think about how great vibrators are, ladies. Way better than penises. I've seen these fucking vibrators. They don't even vibrate no more. They used to go like this. Now. He's like moving his hand around. Like yeah. Fucking Millie Rock in these. Th- <laughs> it looks like it's boring a hole inside the girl. Like, who makes this shit? Elon Musk? What the fuck? <laughs> That's how you get the Thai boys out the cave. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ooh. 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 You get three of those vibrators? Let's go, kids. You got a game at six. Come on, hurry up. Hurry up. <laughs> hurry up. What the fuck are you doing in there? <laughs> Nobody wants to be honest about that cave shit. There were 12, 14-year-old boys stuck in a pitch black cave for two weeks with nothing to do. Oh, man. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) You know they were whacking off the entire fucking... (laughs) That's why it flooded. scuba diver say the water's so murky (laughs) did the water stick to your fingers when you went like this too is that what happened with the water Uh this shit was skim milk (laughs) all I'm saying is once that vibrator technology that good shit once it hits the fake pussy market You lady ladies better watch out. <laughs> These trainees are coming for your spot, boy. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Your vaginas are tight and warm and slippery. But do they play music? <laughs> <laughs> your pussy got one song. <laughs> sound like sleep apnea. <laughs> These trainees got Spotify between the thighs. Good right. lord. How long is that whole bit? 
Uh, it's seven minutes. Dude, he's it is so, so good. good. I know. Uh, I love it. He's making this progressive point in the least progressive way he possibly so could. So that's funny. that's I mean that that's his whole uh, persona. Is brilliant he idiot. One song. Yeah, he's a brilliant idiot. His podcast is called Brilliant Idiots. That's what he is. Yeah. He's a very highbrow thinker who who deals out his points in mm-hmm. fucking raunchy ways. It's I so can't good. tell how old he is. How old do you know? He's thirty three or thirty four. His thirties. So good. He's good. He's been doing comedy for like. 12 years, I think. Yeah. He has such comfort. And just I mean, up. he doesn't pull any punches, man. We're, we're all yeah. literally, uh, but like, uh, he's fucking just uh, always going for it. We, we, mm. we sometimes have blocks. Can't go there. Can't go there. It was not, it was yeah, not yeah. yeah. He just says it. Yep. And there's been times probably where that joke has not worked well, you know, uh-huh. that, but we don't see that. We see the one where he's filmed it. Right. But he doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. He knows that's his bit and he's going to do it. Totally. You know? So that's, that's because I think the difference between us not putting a line in yeah. and him keeping a line is that when our line bombs, we try to edit it out. Oh, this line's not working. Mm-hmm. Let me just not use it. But these guys probably like keep it in yeah. and they just make them work. Oh, I'm not selling it. I haven't told them everything I need to tell them right. to make it work. Right. As, opp- as opposed to we look at it in a technical Like way. I know this is funny. The, and they, I just haven't figured out the way to get them to swallow it yet. Right. Whereas we're like, oh, I don't, maybe that line's not funny. Right. Right. He, he's lost that ability. He's just been like, yo, what's, how do I make this funny? What I know it's funny. How do I make this work? Mm-hmm. It's a different way of thinking. Yeah, whole, that's how you make these seven minute bits. I think. And I've heard him talk about it too. Just uh, he he really looks at it like, look, it's it's reptilian. Yeah. Like that your that that laughter, real laughter, it crosses your your morality buffer. Right. right and it, and right. it just like you're laughing, and then you're like, I shouldn't be laughing. You'll, but that happens after. Yeah, I mean the counterpoint there is like if you don't know the Thai boy story, then you wouldn't laugh at that. You know, that's not reptilian, that's current events. Right. But the things that are universal, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, his jokes are so good that you, can't, you have no choice but to laugh, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the, yeah, and he, ma- he makes that point. Um, and I, uh, I don't know, man. Like, watching somebody that's that far along, that, that's just Oof. like, it's, it's just that tight with Dude, it. And so at the it's same inspiring, time, he's though. doing stuff that is not, it's, it's really against the grain right now. Yeah, um, I'd say he's again, top five living right now. Mm-hmm. So he's doing this one thing where he's releasing a, a, like a clip a week of yep. stand up. Yep. So, so, yeah, that's and it's just, it's just working. It's mm-hmm. just, he's just getting viral every week. Yep. It's fucking, fucking so cool. He yeah. figured out the algorithm and he's just pushing that yep. bitch. He's going to be, he's going to be a legend in a, in a year. You know, well, I got to listen to his podcast. He has a video show. Uh, he has a, a YouTube show. That's um, it's, it's kind of like this. If you like this, you'll like that. Yeah. It's uh, what inside jokes or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where they, where they try to fix a joke. They get, they bring on um, much better comedians than Usama. They have two guests only. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's number three, and then Andrew's number five. <laughs> Come on. Let's talk about sex. This next bit is by Dimitri Martin, and it's from 2012. It's his album, Stand Up Comedian. And it's called Yep. It's weird when you introduce somebody that you say, like, this is, and then their name, you know, like, this is Frank. It sounds pretty normal, but when you think about it, this? Walk up with a person and be like, hey guys, this. (laughs) This stuff right here is Frank. (laughs) Excuse me, what is that? This? This is Frank. (laughs) That's what that is, Jesus. I guess it should be he is Frank, but that sounds even weirder. You can't walk up with some of you guys. Hey, he is Frank. Take it away, Frank. (laughs) 
like when you call somebody on the phone, you know? They say, hello, you have to say, this is. Hello? This is Dimitri. Can't be like, hello? I am Dimitri. <laughs> what? I am Dimitri. Take me to your leader. But then if you go up to someone in person, the rule flips. Then it's the exact opposite, actually, you know? If I walk up to you, then I have to say, hi, I am Dimitri. I can't walk up to you and go, this is Dimitri. <laughs> you like this? <laughs> this is an idiot. Oh, okay. Why does that work? Why does it work? <laughs> One technique he does really well is, uh, again, they sets the game up. And then uh, adds a little line that was in the world of that game, you know, like uh, I am Dimitri on the phone. Take me to your leader. The take me to your leader is in the game, and he adds a line each time he sets a new yeah. joke up. He adds a line to feed the the, the game he just made, uh-huh. which gets him a line from the first one, a laugh from the first one, and a line and a, and a laugh for the second line. I want to make sure I get what you mean when you say game in this so case. So when he says like um, uh, you can't say. On the phone, you have to say, this is Dimitri. Uh-huh. Boom. He, he sets up the game up. That's what you have to say. You can't say, I am Dimitri. Boom. Now he just, now he, he upended the game and now we're in laugh mode mm-hmm. because he, he sets, the, the game isn't set up basically. The game is it's like the central up. thesis. Oh, central but, thesis. Okay. The, the overall. Providing uh, delivery. The sun in the solar system basically. It's the, it's the thing that's holding the whole joke together. Okay. Uh, and then he upends it when he says, you can't say, I am Dimitri. Sets the game up, develops the game with. Uh, take me to your leader. Boom. Now he has two laughs for the price of one game, mm-hmm. almost, which I think he does it for every single one. And he, I think he also does a contrast in delivery, oh, too, yeah. where he's like, This is Dimitri, right? The way he says, I am Dimitri. It's so yeah. good. Right? So because good. before that, he's talking normally. Yeah. But then when he says the weird thing, he makes it weirder with, with his intonation. It's subtle. It's subtle. And Dimitri's not like an off the wall performer. So mm-hmm. he does what he does in a very just like mm-hmm. nuanced Don't way. Don't see it coming. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking good, man. He, yeah, this is all contrast. This whole thing is all contrast. Yeah. This is like an old Carlin bit. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a Carlin vibe. School, to it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, all, it's all contrast between um, uh, the standard way that we talk mm-hmm. and the way that it actually technically maybe should be. Right. Like it, it grammatically. But how, and how, and showing how abnormal it would be um, if we actually spoke in a grammatically correct way. The, ab- the abnormalities is where so much of the modern comedy is. You can never say, you never see this, boom, make it. Right. Abnormality is the crux of what modern comedy Any is. Any good is. counterpoint has that. Yeah. Of course. I, I mean, if you're always looking for like, how do I extend a joke, just go, always go to the other side of it. Uh-huh. What can I do about the other side? Boom. <laughs> this is an idiot. Oh, okay. <laughs> he is going. I was pretty young when I first heard the term training bra. And I remember being pretty freaked out. I said, did you say training bra? I didn't know they used bras for a training process. See some old lady, her boobs are everywhere. What's her deal? Those are untrained titties. You gotta train them when they're young or they go wild. Can't leave them free range. <laughs> boobs doing whatever they want. They need discipline. <laughs> you gotta show them who's boss. 
Sometimes a woman who has a really nice butt will wear tight pants, and then when she's walking around, everybody will look at her butt. Yeah, that's nice. But it does seem like a waste because everybody's looking there. We should put like important information <laughs> on her butt. Hilarious. I think we should put the photos of missing children right on. Her butt. <laughs> oh my she's god! Fine. The guys, like, damn. We gotta find that boy. <laughs> Okay. Oh fuck! I love that. I love that. Oh yeah. Gotta find that boy. God damn. Damn. Gotta find that boy. (laughs) Oh. Incredible. That's funny, dude. Right. And also, usually those missing boys are on milk cartons. Yeah. And titties, milk. milk. Uh, Again, just adding to jokes. Dimitri, hit me up. I love the difference between damn, we have to find that, and then damn, damn. Like, Ooh. how different those two like things are. It was like a portmanteau almost. He, like, compounded Yeah. It, it <laughs> was like, damn, and then he, he didn't change it. He just kept going in the same sentence and <laughs> shifted meanings in the sentence. Yes. Fucking, whoa. Yeah, how jokes ah! work. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Love it, it. He, and, uh, like, also the juxtaposition between... Something as you know as frivolous as staring at a woman's ass yeah. and saving children. <laughs> so great! This reminds me of a joke. I, I I did an Instagram joke where it was like cat caller who just got LASIK, and it was it was like, "Yo, girl, I see you, girl." No, but for real, like I see you. <laughs> like you know, that's like how he's doing here is like this idea of like like playing with the frivolous uh-huh. in a and again this is not woke he's, he's kind of saying damn to a girl's butt yeah and Dimitri you know it's, yeah right yeah. It's, it's him it's 2012 it's the last funny year I like the I like the I like the term untrained titties untrained they go wild masterful comic <laughs> I also don't expect him to say titties so it's a right, very nice right. joke yeah. and he sounded like he doesn't say it that much you know yeah. untrained titties it's unfamiliar word he didn't word. say it right you know <laughs> like he had to like look up how what a, uh, what is another word for mammaries? Yeah, yeah, take, uh, <laughs> right, right, mammary glands. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, let's finish. Got a minute left on it. Since she walks by, and the guy's like, "Damn, we gotta find that boy." Because <laughs> I look there way more often than I look at milk cartons. You know what I mean? Tonight, a local pervert is a hero. <laughs> when I was in high school, I experimented sexually. The experiment was to never have sex with anybody, no matter how hard I tried. <laughs> Success! <laughs> Hypothesis confirmed. <laughs> when you're having sex with somebody, you can say yes or yeah. Or uh huh, but for some reason you can't say yep. <laughs> yep, oh yep, baby. Yep, 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 yep. Indeed. He's killing it. Ah, yeah. so oh. I haven't heard this before. This is masterful, dude. Yeah, I love that bit. Dimitri is so good. Yep. 
So I, there's a contrast right here, just in the, in the, uh, let's go back to that previous bit. Like just in the sentence, local pervert becomes hero. Right, right. Uh, Contrast is fun. And so simple. And you know, what's also interesting. He trusts the crowd to know that he's doing a news headline. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. In the same way that uh, Nate trusts the audience to understand something like, you know, Olivia, you know, in the beginning of his special, like, uh, these comics, they trust the the audience, which I think is an interesting thing. That sometimes, I guess, as a newer comics, it empowers the audience. Too, yeah, it does when they trust. And I don't think I always do that. I don't think I always empower them to understand everything about what I'm saying. So it's, mm-hmm. it was, it's interesting to hear. Well, there's a lot communicated with just his intonation, right? And just right. his dinner. tonight, yeah, tonight, tonight. You know, it's like bam, yep. you just, you're right there, right? Pow, that's, that's a powerful way to, to talk. Yeah, yeah. To, to have an image just arise from mm-hmm. one word. That's, mm-hmm. That requires skill. Like, yeah. it doesn't just come to people. Right. Because he, he doesn't have to say, you can see the headline right now. Boom. It's, right? It's, that's, right. A, that's, a, that's, a, that's what we do. A weaker joke. Uh-huh. We're explaking everything. Uh-huh. These guys are just like cut above where they, they just, just show they, it. Just slice it up. Yeah. 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 So the, and then the next bit where he experiments sexually. The contrast between the expectation here, this is an expectation contrast where like, you're expecting him to talk about something about being promiscuous. And of course, it's the exact opposite. It's the irony is his inability to get laid. Perfect. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Then now we're so on, not, not that they weren't already, but they're so on his side. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, that poor guy. I mean, he's been making them laugh for the last 10 minutes nonstop. Yeah. So they're just ready to go. Right. And also what, what these guys are doing that every comic has done so far on this podcast is like, um, uh, take the contrast and then play with it. They, mm-hmm. they get nine laughs out of it. They're like, not stopping. We get a couple and we keep moving. They're like, no, no, no. What else can I mine from this contrast? Mm-hmm. And just keeps going. And they just exhaust the fucking thing. Yeah. And they move on. Yeah. That's powerful. That's- and he's still technically on the premise of here is the way that we say it. And it's accepted. Look how weird it is if I say it this way. And I say he went from this is Dimitri to yup yup during cum. Like it's it's the same joke, kind of. Mm -hmm. You know, he's still playing the same ideas. It's just oh yeah, (laughs) wow. That's a great choice of a clip, guys. Uh I don't know where you guys found that, but that's. I found it in my. In my. <laughs> I went into my study. I was clicking all day, and my wrist gave out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you hey. Take it hard. You don't have to jerk it. Yeah. I, I, I don't have to. I can't. <laughs> I'm just beating it, as in literally beating it. <laughs> think, uh, when it's all healed up, and I've got these all these pins and plates in my hand, just think how good I'll be. It's so fast. <laughs> be like click clack click clack click clack. Oh, click. <laughs> Click, click, clack, 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 clack. Even your automatopoeia is old. Yeah. <laughs> click, clack. Click, clack. You know how machines work. <laughs> click, clack. What's ammo? <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Dude, so fun. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me on again. Oh, my God. Yeah. This was our 50th episode. I've talking about bits for fucking ever, dude. I know. I, I love talking about them. It's uh, and, First and, repeat guest. Yeah. This is our first one, so... Take that, Mark Normand, okay? <laughs> I think on a meta level, we wanted to show the contrast between like the sort of sad, pathetic place your career was in before. <laughs> and the still and, sad, pathetic. <laughs> and, and, and the sad, pathetic place mine is now. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, between where you were and where you are. It's so yeah. cool to see yeah. all that hard work Thank you so pay much. off. And, it's really great. Uh, we Thank wanted you. to, you know, for our listeners who are... <laughs> Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of them are starting out. They're yeah. trying to oversaturating the market. Yeah. Thank you guys. So yeah, he, he, <laughs> your Tinder jokes. He yeah. let you know you can do 27 mics 27. instead of okay. 30. In a Call week. your mom. Yeah, that's base. The extra time you get. Yeah. <laughs>
special thanks to Dimitri Martin. Dimitri Martin, uh, Andrew Schultz, and Nate Bargatze. Watch yeah. the tenant. We're not getting advertising when we're watching Tennessee Kids. So Watch it. It's Ooh. so funny. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, it's so good. All right. Uh, thanks so much. Love you. Let's talk about sets. 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 Let's talk about sets.